Hey everyone. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving if you're in the States, ate lots of food and had a great time. Um, so in these little talks, my, um, I, I, I'm, I'm really trying to be as honest as possible. So, I mean, there's no, I'm not referring to a book or to any kind of intelligence that I've read about. It's, it's really <clears throat> about my own um, journey as a, just a simple bit of humanity, as another human being. And so I, it, it really is like going into the dark when you go into the medicine. Again, you don't know where you're going. You don't. And so I can only describe in retrospect, right? Ah, okay, I see that was that because of this, right? So <clears throat> if you're thinking about doing the medicine, please, oh, please understand that it is your unique experience. Try not to go in with lots of information, especially bookish information about whatever, except that you're going in to experience this huge cosmos in some other way. And that it may seem foreign because it's unknown, because we live in separation from the everything, right? Our mere bodies are um, borders to it right? People say, oh, we live in an illusion. No, I mean, if I fall down and fucking hurt myself, I'm going to hurt myself. That's not an illusion. I am feeling that pain. So <clears throat> what I would be wary of, and I say this only because I myself had to encounter a lot of this to understand it, is concepts and all that stuff, great, does not work for this medicine. This is not a thinking thing. I can put words together after the events. And I'm, you know, I'm grateful I can do that. And I can, you know, put together the dots. But the actual experience has got nothing to do with thinking. Because if there is injury, <coughs> it is injury to the heart. If we are separated, it is because we have been wounded in the heart. Right? That has no concept. It's a visceral thing that's going to happen. You are going to feel, your body is going to sweat, it's going to puke. Your whole system is a visceral organ. It's like your one organ to which many things are happening. Right? So I don't know. You can't read about this in books. I mean, you may read about it, but you will never... It's like the same thing as looking at an orange and tasting it. You can hypothesize all you like. It'll serve you for no end in the medicine. The medicine is an experience. It is a bodily experience. Coming up to the resistance, the wanting to puke, the, the 3D holograms, the feelings of discomfort, the, the feelings of joy and ecstasy, right? This is the dissolution of you, of all your thinking. 
of all your figuring shit out, of all your Excel sheets and, you know, numbers that make sense at the end. Nothing will make sense in those moments. Nothing. And you have to go with it. Go with it. And my first trip down there, I, was, I sat in a ceremony, I was being moved around, like just by myself. My body was moving by itself, back and forth, back and forth. Then this huge exorcism and this whole, I mean, it was like, so when I speak about the experience, I speak about it in retrospect. And when I speak about putting the pieces together, it's because I've understood it as the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle are given back to me through an experience. No learning, no knowledge, no concepts. That's why we'll get you anywhere in this medicine. That's why the, the energetic surgeons, the Shapibo, the Shams, they don't talk a lot. Right? They don't talk a lot. There's not a lot to say. You are having the experience. You may not understand the experience, but you have to keep going back to understand how many pieces were broken. I didn't know I was a complete, you know, continent of damage of pedophiles abusing me. I, I had no idea. She's not going to give you the information immediately. That's not how this works. In your transformation, little pieces of you, little pieces of information are given to you. Especially if there's big, been a big trauma, you're not just going to give it up. That was the very thing that traumatized you and separated you in the first place. I'm not going to go in and have this whole continent appear. It's not going to work like that. My terror has to be taken down piece by piece by piece. Right? Otherwise, it'd be some huge overwhelm. Right? The medicine is here to heal you, not to hurt you. So, you know, listen. I mean, even to me, listen, look. The most important piece is to research the right place to go. Like, do not, don't go do this huge operation in some, you know, back alley gringo's little place for $2. Go do it. What, it costs like $1,500 to go to the jungle, whatever. Do it, right? Do it in the right place and understand that you're going into the unknown. And no amount of reading and no amount of research and no amount of anything is going to get you the experience you are going to have singularly in that ceremony. I listen to a lot of these podcasts, which some are really great, right? People are bantering back and forth, and I get some of the stuff they're talking about, right? Because I've been in the ceremonies. That's the only reason. But even their experience is foreign to me. I did not have that experience. All right? To me, a lot of the egos are still flat, you know, still on full display, even though they're talking about how they've been, you know, hammered down. This is an inner journey into the infinite. And by no means am I 
you know, finished at all. And I've been in it for seven years. In fact, I would say I w- I'm up against, as I say, the capo di capo, I'm up, up against a big demonic piece. That's, I think, a very important piece. I've had many of them, but this one is pretty fueled up and pumped up. This is a wall I have to get through. And I can say I think it has to do, I mean, obviously it has to do with early childhood trauma, but also, you know, in this medicine, you see, if you've been very bonded early on with the predator or with the person that hurt you, the terror is without them, it, it, there's only one universe. It's this universe. It's a universe rigged by the trauma, right? It's you're in separation, you're separate from your heart. So when you go in to, you know, for me it's, and again, I'm going to speak about it in my experience. For me, it's like many little locks, right? Many locks, many little, little locks. It has to keep, one lock is taken, you know, is, is, is removed and then another lock. And the lock is the resistance to seeing the truth because of the overwhelm of terror, Right? And this is the biggest lock because here I just, I'm thrown into the abyss. It's almost like this one means I'm out completely. And when I say out, I mean that I'm completely freed of it. And the greatest fear is in the building of a person under the circumstances of trauma There is a reality and a solidity and a material person that's been built there. You know, you've shaped it, you've painted it, you've exercised it, you've loved it. Well, I didn't really love myself that much. You've done all sorts of things to it. You've got a job, you've got an outline, you've got an outfit, right? You've built this whole person. Mine was built out of being imprisoned by this trauma. So to face the greatest fear of it is to release it completely. It's a death. It's a total death, right? And on the other side of it is then your complete return to the field, right, to the everything, to your heart, to your soul, to, and to accept that death completely requires a complete and utter trust in your being. So I am by no means done that it's taken this long does it really matter? People say, oh, well, it should be two days. No, I don't really give a shit. I know the monumentality of the trauma. You know, and again, I'm very grateful I'm not under a bridge with a heroin needle or in a psych ward or God knows what, right, doing some crazy. I've trusted the medicine enough to sit in this and to keep sitting. It's almost like it's almost like making the ayahuasca, right? In the ayahuasca making, they put, you know, leaves and vines and all this stuff. It's this big pot of brewing stuff and it gets, you know, brewed down and it becomes, 
you know, that the water keeps coming off and it gets thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker. And the same thing in this journey. At the beginning, the cover-up is very big. And as you're cooked in the medicine, the cover-up gets thinner and thinner and more less, more and more diluted and more and more diluted until you're up against the very thing, right? That, that wall that lives between you and your connection to the everything and that really huge fear, right? It's the final bridge you have to cross. <coughs> I need to cross this bridge. And it's the, you know, the dungeon keeper at the toll, right? It's like, it's almost like in one of those games, right? Where you come up against and suddenly all these demons show up, right? As a wall of demons to stop you from leaving. <coughs> in trauma, so many things happen. One of them is a separation from yourself. One of them is literally like you leave the mothership, you're out. It's like being ejected out of an airplane, right? The plane's about to crash, boom, you're out, right? You don't know where your soul is anymore. You don't know who you are. You're disconnected from God, from Paddington, whatever you want to call it. You are lost, and owned by fear, and in the submission of fear. Now, all of this isn't foreign insofar as that we see it in everyday life, we see it in movies, we see it everywhere. This notion of injury, loss, and then recovery and return. But when it's happened uniquely to you, in a very special way. It is the journey that you must take within. Within goes to infinity. Within goes, I, I can't, and I say that with no authority, by the way. I just imagine that the further in you go, the less borders there are. I mean, I see it already in the ceremonies where it's very clear that this little version of reality, um, <clears throat> bookmarked by birth and death, you know, beyond which lies nothing, is a very tiny, tiny version of this consciousness. A little island in the middle of many, right? Our little versions of ourselves are very little, much as the Kardashians want you to believe they're not, right? They're very little. As they say, you know, if you're in another galaxy, this little earth doesn't even exist. Right? If you're viewing it from outside. But again, <coughs> this, these personal traumas are catastrophic for our little souls. In the bigger picture, they may not be that important, but on these individual, if you imagine lots of pin pinpoints of light, if one little pinpoint is taken out, that is catastrophic for the person to whom it is happening. Right? <clears throat> so, 
you are going to undergo your own unique journey in that darkness. You will be illuminated and sort of rebirthed the more you face the dragons and the dark and the fear and the separation. <clears throat> the story will become bigger, will become more epic for your little human being, right? And it becomes... Um, <clears throat> It's erasing, it's diluting. And so the more it cooks you, the more transparent you become, the more the darkness is seen. And with me, it's, again, entities, very dark entities, which are just energy of terror. It's the imprinting of the terror early on. And it is that terror, it is that manifestation of entities that need to be claimed, that need to be faced, seen, and torn down. Now, you know, we tend to feel very small <clears throat> as we're broken down. So, but we're actually becoming stronger, right? Every time you come up to one of these walls of resistance in a ceremony, you show up. Your power is returned. What's returned is the, your connection to your heart, your connection to love, the, your connection to the everything. Right? People talk about fields and this and whatever and all these scientific and technical terms. Look. Fuck it all. Just go into a ceremony and experience it. You can then create words for it. You can, you know, string it together, put it together in a narrative that makes sense to you. Right? That's why I hope that giving you the experience from a human's point of view, from not knowing, from understanding after the fact is hopefully a better guide than, you know, 10,000 technical terms about how this thing works, right? If I were to describe me going into store and purchasing something in a scientific way or, yeah, it's, that's like, huh, right? You know, this brain scan happened and then this molecule hit that thing and then no, it's just like, look, you're going in, you don't know, you're fucking terrified, Things are going to happen that are going to, you know, scare the shit out of you. You're going to surrender to something you don't understand and you're going to be healed. That's basically it. And you're going into realms that don't belong to this one. In other words, that break or pierce the veil beyond this realm. And it makes sense. We're held prisoners by fear. Duh right? If somebody puts a fucking gun up against your head, are you going to do what they tell you? Yes. I just saw um, um, an interview with a woman, that Walmart shooter yesterday, that, or the day before, I don't know when he did it. He went into this, you know, managerial office and shot everyone and then didn't shoot this woman. 
I mean, it was like... Try, try to describe that scientifically. That woman was in complete shock. He basically's like, there's blood running everywhere. There's fucking dead bodies everywhere. And he says to her, come up out of the te- uh, from under the table. And she's like, thinking he's going to shoot her. And he goes, oh, go home. I mean, really? Right? So many days on, she's still like, oh, my God. And she and she said, you know, I wanted to stay there for the two women, but they weren't alone when they'd been shot, right? How do you describe that scientifically? You fucking can't. You cannot. You can see from her entire being the effects of that event on her entire being, marked, coded. She says for the last few days she can't unsee what she saw. That is an act of overwhelm, an act of terror. That has now, she's like been caught in a net. She's been like marked, like they do with horses. She's been branded by that event. Now she's in prison with that event. That's the same when you're in ceremony and what, you know, the things that you've been branded by early on, the horrific event, right? For me, because it was kept so hidden for so long, I'd lost contact with the original event. But that's how close it is to you. That's how pure, right, the emotional overwhelm is. It really is like you're taking a fucking car off your back. How does that woman undo that? How does she undo what she saw? How does she undo lying in this, like, you know, fucking ocean of blood? How does she undo thinking she was going to be shot next as he looked at her under the desk? How the fuck do you undo that, right? That event, that cataclysmic event. Then that shuts you down. Especially if you're a child. The terror is real. It is not a thought. It is not a thought. Terror lives inside your body. It becomes an active agent that feeds in your body. That woman is not going to be able to go into a shrink's office and have it be removed. No. It's an energy that took over and terror. So it's, it's very important to understand that. And, you know, I know a lot of people that try to find solace in information. Believe you me, I've been there. I could read as many books. I can't remember how many days and weeks I sat in Barnes and Nobles trying to read all these books on self-help and Buddhism and everything and anything I can get my heart, my hands on, as if creating an intellectual defense mechanism would save me from actually experiencing it. If I could just couch it in some concept, if I could just, you know, 
tie it up nice and neatly in some, you know, Einstein's equation. Like Einstein, he wanted to, you know, have an equation for the whole universe, right? If I could just wrap it up nice and neatly somewhere and I could just, you know, stick it into that particular box and it all makes sense there. That's not how this works. It will not make sense. None of it will make sense. In that moment. What do you mean I was sexually abused? But I, I, my parents were fabulous. We lived in a middle class income house and we were, you know, we traveled. We, we seemed like we were sort of like European, you know, jet setters. Right? As if all of that is somehow going to alleviate the truth of what happened. As if my, you know, creative PR team can cover all that shit up, and it has been doing that. I have a very, very creative PR team. <laughs> Thank the fuck, right? As if I, somehow transforming myself, anorexia, all these things would somehow manage the actual event. I went through many things. I wanted to be a boy. I, you know, I had anorexia. I, your whole system is trying to make this disgusting shit work because you don't, un you can't deal with the terror of it. If I go to Cambridge, if I come to the States, if I'm an architect, if I do all these things, if I build all these people, if I create all these identities, that somehow it will mitigate the terror of being sent out to be sexually abused as a toddler. Your whole system is going to try and make it work. Because in that moment, you're alone with the predator. It's your little child and this whatever, five foot eight, six foot person who's supposedly your parent, right? You will do anything to make that relationship work. Right? So, again, whatever your trauma, whatever the events that shut any piece of you down, you have to go to the event. And none of the cover-ups, none of the distractions, none of it will get you healed unless you get right to the event. And getting to the event is getting beyond the walls of fear and reconnecting to your heart, to your soul. And for that, you must be willing to give everything up. Right? Everything. The fact is you don't know you're in prison, but you are. And in all honesty for me, um, removing and removing and removing the distractions and seeing when I do get distracted, you know, the more you remove all the noise around you, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in work, whether, whatever you do to create the big, you know, the big surround sound to cover up the event, the more you get rid of it, the closer you get to the event. The more scary it becomes. 
you know, I could riddle my life with bad relationships. That would be easy. I could riddle myself with versions of what I need to be or who I need to be or what I need to do. I, I, I don't have that. I can't manufacture. I could manufacture it before, but that, that little machine is very broken. So what am I left with? Well, I'm left with I've got to go up against that wall to see of fear, you know, to get my soul back. And in this moment, this is all very terrifying. I don't have anything. I don't have a bush to hide behind. It's like there's nowhere to hide now. I've, like everything has been exposed. And even when I try to distract, I know it's a distraction. Right? Oh, I'm just going to go watch this show over here or read that little piece of information over there. I know what I do is meaningless. I don't get up to do what I do. I get It's like flipping burgers. I, it's what I learned to do. That's what I do. I don't. I'm in the construction, whatever. But like, I know I don't live for my work. I don't live for anything. I live, actually, yes, I do live for something. I live to be healed. And for my, obviously for my children. Goes without saying. But they're older, right? So, so now I live to be healed. So I can be a better mother. So I can be a better friend. So I can be a better person in general. So I can be connected to the truth of who I am. So I can be free of this, face that vile piece of shit, right? I can admit it still has me terrified. That's okay, right? So all of it's okay as long as you're honest, fearlessly honest. It's very difficult to be fearlessly honest if you've built a very big surround sound to your trauma or to, or to the events that happen. In my case, a contract was made early on with supposedly a parent. You know, I would save them. Pure cowards, right? Fucking useless, horrible, disgusting people. Fucking evil. A toddler's going to save you because you send her out to be sexually abused. You're going to make money off that? And you can go into a church? I mean, he went to church. <laughs> it's like, huh? Right? You can hold these huge secrets. Right? So you have tons of compassion and you just take it drip by drip. Right? If you don't want to go up to that wall today, you might have to, you, that's okay. If you're terrified, it's okay. Right? If you're scared, it's okay. If today you don't want to face it, it's okay. Right? You must do this on your terms. First and, for, first and foremost, loving that little child. 
that was thrown into this abyss of hell, right? There's no blaming, judgment, right? In the event of being washed, thrown into the, a, a washing machine of shit, you are, you are not the priority. In this instance, you become the priority, right? You are going to heal you. You are going to reconnect you with your soul and therefore reconnect to the entirety of this whole universe. Don't categorize, don't expect, don't blame, don't judge, don't anything. Just move into this with enormous amounts of self-love and not knowing and surrender. This is an infinite game. It doesn't end at the borders of birth and death. It goes on forever. This is a cauldron that's constantly like in a state of transformation. Nothing is destroyed. Nothing is created. Everything is just recycled. Today, you're Caesar. Tomorrow, you're Joe at Walmart. Who the fuck knows? There's no... That's why it doesn't work to carry massive identities. Because they too will transform. It is not forever. We are not a forever thing in a particular version and form. You will transform. You may not die. Our spirits, I don't think, die. I don't know that. But they do transform. Today, the Upper East Side, you know, tomorrow a beanbag in Venezuela. I don't fucking know. But I know this isn't forever. And when I look back, what's so insane to me is that having been so asleep and so in a coma and so terrified that all the events that I lived were really like high octane. I mean, they were living, they were really high octane, they were really alive. And I think about going through this divorce and just a terror, a horror... And when I look back, they've, they've gone. They were really alive when I was asleep. But in this waking up, and when you say waking up or enlightenment, it doesn't mean anything other than being present to everything. In terror, you, you, you just heart, you put your head in the sand. I certainly did. That was my response. I was too little, right? So, <clears throat> looking down the road, it's like, oh my God, I don't even know who that person was. I mean, those events, all of that high octane, I'm going to die, this is the end, it just, boom. It no longer really exists. So, there's a sloughing like of skin. There's a dilution of all the shit around you. 
And there's a constant tearing down of resistances. And the resistance is fear. Fear. Simply put. And in fear, things are very alive. Things take on a really finely lit edge. It rages through everything. It's like hot coals under your feet. And it may not, again, you may have no access. I had no access to those events. But I was running like a fucking, that cartoon character. Right? Zoom. I was off to the fucking races. Why? I just was like on a mission, on a mission. I have to save everybody. I have to be this person. I have to run. It's like, I've got to build. I've got to, it's like crazy. It's my mission, right? It wasn't a mission. It was never a mission. I had a fucking, you know, 100-foot fucking monster breathing over a child. That's what it was, right? I couldn't see it. So, you know, expect the unexpected. And however long this cleansing takes to get to the other side, let it take as an eternity if that's what it requires. But don't give up. And actually, I don't think you can. Once you're in the, once the avalanche starts, once like the first thread is, is, is caught, then it's like the unthreading is endless. It's like you're just unthreading and unthreading and unthreading until you, it's like you meet the first cause. It's like you get to the big bang. The moment the big bang happened, the moment the wipeout, the moment the severing happened, From that moment on, the medicine starts the moment, the moment you first went into lockdown, the second, like the Big Bang. The moment that Big Bang happens, she gets you to that moment and tears everything down and down and down and down. Because I was blinded. I was just pure black. <clears throat> since then. I mean, I just, it just, again, my, the, the metaphor is basically of, you know, falling to the bottom, drowning in the bottom of the ocean. And there are many forces like other, you know, you may have other family members who have dealt with it very differently or have refused it or have built their castles and, you know, or have built this whole identity and, and it's, it might be about money or it might be about, They've taken on this persona. It's like, you know, you enter these worlds of like spirits in a way, right? And everybody's built their illusion in their own particular way to deal with a catastrophe. Because everybody knows. You don't realize that. I thought, well, nobody knew I was being sound. Of course, 
I didn't want to believe that my mother knew. I didn't want to know that my siblings knew. Of course they knew. Especially children, they're extremely intelligent. Everybody but everybody partakes of the events. And it's you that's being buried. Now, <clears throat> I can't, you know, I can't change any of that. My siblings aren't to blame. They too themselves are hiding, right? Behind their castle walls, behind their identity walls. You know, if, if events are happening which are horrific within your circumstances or, you know, have caused great problems for you, you have siblings, everybody will have built their resistances. It doesn't mean you can't dissolve yours, right? <clears throat> A lot of people want to keep those relationships alive, so they're going to continue to shapeshift, to fit in. I think that's one of the most courageous acts, one of the most difficult acts in this game is to say, no, this is the truth. If you can't take it, then that's fine. No, you don't have to. But I am not going to cover up again so you can all live in your comfortable, uncomfortable codes, right? Sorry, not sorry, right? No, I am not. I've had to refuse my whole being because of the, the shit that happened to me early on, <clears throat> I'm not going to keep your identity alive by again covering it up. Here is the truth. I suppose it's like being gay, right? If I show up and I say, listen, I'm gay, I'm handing it over to you. Now you can do with it what you want. Right? And you may say, well, I don't want a gay sister. I'm going to refuse you. Well, I was refused early on, so I just get refused again. That's okay. So <clears throat> that's why it's a commitment to yourself. No matter what comes up, you are committed to your healing. No matter whether the fucking city's burning down, you are not giving up on your reconnection. And there's a lot of noise out there, right? A lot of noise about crap. Lots of crap. Again, more distraction. And there's a lot of people in power <clears throat> stirring mucho crap to keep us engaged in crap. They're like sort of psychic vampires, these magnetic forces, like, oh, you should be concerned about this. Or you... No, there's only one thing to be concerned about. That is your well-being. You can only make decisions from the clarity of who you are. What is the point of me making decisions when I'm shut down completely internally? <clears throat> How can I make a decision? Yes, I can understand right from wrong, right? But the concern for a better universe is a better you. Not being pulled into the grinder again of some, somebody else's stuff. I remember as a younger woman going on many marches for, you know, the freedom of Nicaragua or like all these big protests. <clears throat> but I was completely shut off from myself. I can't scream for a cause when the very cause 
is an unknown thing to itself, right? Your primary cause is your own healing. If we all just took care of our primary cause, <clears throat> we'd have a very different world. And by, listen, take it or leave it, I don't give a shit. But those are, those are my feelings, having been in the medicine, that I fought for many causes. But they were sort of extensions of my own cause that I couldn't handle. The real cause was what I was carrying within. The journey of healing is inward. The liberation is inward. It's the unknown. You know, they talked about Columbus going out into the great unknown, right? Sailing across the Atlantic to new territories. It's the same thing in this journey, in the sacred plant medicine world. <coughs> It's a trip into unknown continents, to unknown, to unknown realms. I mean, think about it. We're just this little tiny dot in this huge, infinite galaxy of galaxies and stars. And who the fuck knows where the edge is? Well, I don't know where the edge is. Fuck, I don't know. The realms are unknown, right? There is no time-space in these realms that exist here. It's like breaking the speed of sound, really. It's like, and you don't know, again, as I've spoken about before, where, you know, where the disconnect happened. This lifetime, another time. When did you get severed? When did you get thrown off the, out of the mothership? <clears throat> Seems to me it was certainly not, perhaps it might have been in another lifetime. A small village was stormed. Did you belong to a family then? It certainly feels like I did, like to another family where I was, I was stolen from. Is that family in time? Is it in, you know, is it sort of the divine family of, of light and love? I, I'm, I'm going to find out. I don't know. I don't, you know, again, I feel like I've just been let into the waiting room of this huge cosmos. Like I'm in the little, a tiny sliver of light I've been given this sliver of understanding. But in trauma, you're like a little dot of ink. And then in the medicine, the, this, it's like you're on blotting paper. It gets bigger and bigger. That ink gets wider and more expanded and more expanded. <clears throat> the medicine gives you all the information about everyone and how all those forces affected you why you're there why it happened 
So, <clears throat> one of the another great thing is that you will. You're given understanding. You're given information in these realms. There's information. And more and more information is given, the more you get past the resistances of fear. Is there a battle going on between the light and the dark? Quite clearly for me, there's just no doubt about it. I'm in, right, I'm in the battle between terror and love. Terror and freedom. Terror and connection. Why does terror exist? I have no idea. Why, does, why is there a limitation to life and terror? I, I have no idea. What does it serve? I mean, these are all intellectual questions. They mean nothing in the medicine, right? I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> in the end, it's the experience of dissolution. It's, you know, it's, I think about those, you know, those Chinese people that you see with like a bicycle with 10,000 things on it, like they're carrying, this little bike is carrying the whole universe, like it's carrying chairs and baskets and, you know, people, it's just like this little person is just pushing this little bike that's just like, you think any minute now it's going to, and it doesn't topple over. You're carrying all these walls, all this clutter, all this stuff, you're carrying history perhaps, all of the history of your ancestors and you're just like, you know, pushing this little bike along with all this baggage and you don't even know and when you come to the medicine it takes every piece off and even takes your bike <laughs> And even takes you, right? You have to follow it to the end. To the end of the journey. And to the beginning of a new one. Because again, nothing is destroyed. Nothing is created. Everything is just retransformed. So, <clears throat> don't believe anyone. Don't believe me. Don't believe anything. Go into that ceremony and let the medicine do the work. And find your own path. The medicine will show you the path, will illuminate it. Don't get hung up on concepts. Don't get hung up on versions of how it's supposed to be and why it isn't like this. And Go in and experience the universe as an extension of yourself. Your unique divine self. Bye.